Thanks for checking out this weekly Sunday message from Carrollton UMC. We pray that God will use this to speak to you and help you grow in faith. We invite you to join us this Sunday at our 10.30 a.m. one-hour service in person at our location in Uptown New Orleans or live online on our YouTube channel or Facebook page. To learn more about Carrollton, please visit carrolltonumc.com. And we hope you enjoy this message. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 13, verses 24 through 37. Hear these words. But in those days after the suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be fallen from heaven and the powers in heaven will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather the elect from the four winds from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. Jesus said, from the fig tree, we learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words, my words will not pass away, Jesus said. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when that time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his servants in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly." And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. Let us pray. O eternal God, in Jesus Christ's coming, you show your determination to make a new beginning with us and to make new creations of us. As we enter another Advent season, show us where, how, and in whom you are stirring that we may welcome the newness you give. Help us to live all our seasons faithfully, expecting the time you will bring your goodwill for us and the world to completion. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So our scripture this morning, we hear Jesus' chapter-long apocalyptic sermon. Jesus likes to shake things up, doesn't he? Both when he walked this earth and even here today. This apocalyptic speak is a prophetic and revelatory speech about the future end of the world. This sermon by Jesus sounds like it's more from the book of Revelation than a scripture for the Advent season, right? Anticipating Christmas. But there are 
connections. So today, like I said, is the first Sunday in Advent, and like Pastor Dan uh, said last week, we're starting a sermon series, loosely, I mean loosely sermon series, based on the book Heaven and Earth, Advent and the Incarnation by Will Willimon. The first chapter of this book walks us through Jesus' apocalyptic sermon in the Gospel of Mark, helping us to consider how and why God wants to shake up the world shake up the church and shake up our own very lives. So Advent is a time to wrestle with the scripture, to recommit to our faith, to consider a fresh perspective, often with scriptures and a a season that, that we Christians are oh so familiar. Advent is a waiting game which requires patience, Yet we mustn't remain idle. We, 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 we need to stay alert and active and not just for Christmas shopping and holiday parties, <laughs> but be mindful, be mindful of the real reason we celebrate this special time of year and challenge yourself to do something different. Because Advent is the perfect time to reflect, to engage in Scripture, And be mindful of the expectations of divine intervention in our problems, as well as divine disruptions of our plans. God intervenes often. Do we take notice? You know, does it always have to be in retrospect when we realize there was a divine divine intervention? And dare I ask, how often do we raise the bar for what we expect from God? Are we, are we expecting too little? How often do we ask for those miracles or things that, because we, we know, we know we believe and we preach that, that God can do anything, right? We know he can intervene, so let's raise the bar for what we expect. In addition to our believing and expectations, patience and alertness are needed too. And the same goes for our preparation of Jesus' second coming. As Jesus describes in the, in, in the chapter, the sermon today in our scripture, in the secular world that calls it end of times. I think it's just, it's a time issue. It's a time issue. And, and we all know that the concept of time can be elusive when it comes to God, right? In the spiritual realm, God's time is different than our time. And nobody knows the time in which Jesus will come again. It said it right in the scripture. Only the Father knows. It's unknown. It's a mystery. And many say that time, that time, the end of times, is right on the horizon. You know what I'm talking about. Given all the horrible things happening in our world today, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident <laughs> that the catastrophes The severe weather patterns, religious wars, genocide, financial crises, economies failing, and much more. All these things happened in Jesus' day and throughout the millennia, probably just as much as today. The fact is that God's kingdom is to come, and God's kingdom is here and it's now. Just like Jesus said, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
that other spectacular and important sermon that Jesus gave. You know, we anticipate Jesus' second coming when heaven and earth are reconciled together. So we wait. We wait. And the time is unknown. Time and patience are, are related. It takes patience to wait for something, doesn't it? Especially if it's something good, like, you know, a special event, a vacation, the weekend. <laughs> for those things, it seems that time is quick. No, no, time, it's, it crawls, I'm sorry. When you're waiting for something really good, it seems to crawl, but it's very quick when things like paying bills, <laughs> deadlines for work, um, all those kinds of birthdays, those seem to just come so quickly. For the good things, time drags. For the things that are not so great in this world, it seems to be a blink. So Advent is a time of waiting. And you remember as a child... You know, you remember as a child that, that the four weeks leading up to Christmas, it seemed to take forever. Remember that? And even summer vacations, like for forever. But as adults, it comes all too quickly. Much like Jesus' apocalyptic message of, of, of waiting and, and expectation and patience, so too is this Advent journey we are on starting today for this year. The revelation of Christ's second coming and the expectation of the birth of a Messiah. Both call for patience. So Paul and I made a commitment to read the Gospel of Luke every day in December. And there's 24 chapters, so ideally uh, you, you start on December 1st and you're done on Christmas Eve. So you get Luke's uh, account for Jesus' birth, life, and death. So we actually started last night. We cheated. So we doubled up and we did chapter one and two last night at dinner. And I was still in the process of, of mulling over this sermon and, and what I would say. And it was amazing of God's intervention. Um, and I knew I wanted to talk about timing and patience and waiting and expectation. And as much as I've read Luke, and I'm sure y'all have too, read Luke, I just, I just found that you know, and he starts with the miraculous birth, of course, of Jesus and, and John the Baptist. And, and I knew that. But there were, very, there were a lot of other important people that Luke writes about during that time that were given timing and waiting tasks. Did you realize that? You might. It was new to it was like God gave me fresh eyes for reading this. And that's what I pray for all of us, that the fresh eyes and fresh ears. And I noticed some new things. In Luke chapter 1, we know well, of course, of the angel to Mary, the, uh, the fiancé of Joseph and uh, the expectant mother. And she was told she uh, indeed would be pregnant and have a son and call him Jesus, the Holy One, right? And both Mary and Elizabeth, who miraculously became pregnant as well, were overjoyed and praised God. They were obedient, humble, good Jewish women in, in accepting their task. As, even though they, they, were, they were just unsure, they were firm. In doing God's will. And as Christians, we know these important people of the Jesus story, right? But Advent is a time to look deeper at different people and with different perspectives, different themes. And I noticed that when we did our reading. So that same angel also came to the old priest, Zechariah, right? And told him that his elderly wife, Elizabeth, will give birth to a boy and she shall name him John. He will be special. He will, he will make the people prepared for the Lord to come. 
But Zechariah asked of the angel, how can this be? His faith wavered a bit. And the angel replied, quote, in the Bible, I am Gabriel. I stand in God's presence. I was sent to speak to you and to bring this good news to you. Know this, what I have spoken will come true at the proper time. But because you didn't believe, you will remain silent, unable to speak until the day when these things happen. God intervened. Zechariah was silenced and had to wait for the proper time. And we know that special baby later was John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin. Then in Luke chapter 2, I just thought this was so cool, we see a man named Simeon who was righteous and devout. He eagerly, I'm reading right from the Bible, Luke 2, eagerly anticipated, Simeon eagerly anticipated the restoration of Israel. And the Holy Spirit rested on him. The Holy Spirit revealed to him that he wouldn't die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. It's a timing thing. So led by the Spirit, Simeon went to the temple area. Meanwhile, Jesus' parents brought the child to the temple so that they could do what was customary under the law, the circumcision. Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this boy is assigned to be the cause of the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that generates opposition so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your innermost being too. That was Simeon. I forgot about Simeon. There's a time thing right here with Simeon. So you heard those themes, right? That Simeon eagerly anticipated the restoration of Israel. The Holy Spirit intervened to speak and guide him, providing assurance that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. The time was then. He met the child at eight days old. God told Simeon that there will be rising and falling of many oppositions and, and, and swords here lies the expectation that the Messiah to come, Jesus, will be shaking things up. Simeon had to continue his anticipation and waiting of what this Jesus would become with Advent-like patience. That was all new to me from the perspective of time, waiting, and expectation. Finally, also in chapter 2 of Luke, we learn of the prophet Anna. Do you remember her? She happened to be present at the temple with Jesus, his parents, and Simeon. They kind of overheard that conversation. Anna was overjoyed. She was a prophet. She was overjoyed of this news and, and, and this expected Messiah boy. The scripture says, quote, Anna began to praise God and to speak about Jesus to everyone who was looking forward, looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Anticipation was right there. I was in the middle of writing my sermon and wanted to come up with some new different things, perspectives for Advent, over dinner, reading this with my husband, Simeon and Anna. Of course, Zachariah popped in. I, was just, I don't know about you, but when I think about the Advent season, I don't necessarily think about Simeon or Anna. And yet, as you see, they're very much a part of Jesus' birth story and experience the patience virtue of Advent. 
And it's difficult to be patient. I'm one to attest to that. Especially, and my husband laughs, um, especially when the gift, the intervention, the experience, the anticipated outcome is to be so spectacular and out of this world. Stay alert. Keep awake. The Messiah has come and will come again. The Messiah was born into this world and we anticipate the experience of Jesus' birth each year at this time. The journey of Advent. Expect more from God. Embrace his divine interventions and recommit what you will do this season to focus on the Holy One and your blessings. The reason for this very special season. Let us pray. Oh, come Lord Jesus and shake us out of our sloth and complacency. Come and startle us into a new and sustained attention at the signs of your presence here and now and to come. Inspire us to engage our relationship with you and with others to, to be the light of Christ in this world, allowing our souls to shine brightly, washing out the darkness. We need not be idle in this waiting, O oh God. So help us. Come, Lord Jesus. Only your coming can set us all free. Amen.